0: recorded in progress back to the electrician show oh it's gonna be two in two weeks mark i can't remember the last time we've done two in two weeks
1: the audience won't know what's coming so turn into a regular show, show again
0: yeah and next week so it'll be next week ricky on the podcast so that's gonna be a cracker looking forward to recording that we've also got the nic um gonna come on going to, they don't do podcasts so this is a, a real i'm really proud of the fact they're gonna come on so join our Who Are They series. We had Who Are the JRB, Who Are the ECA? Um, and now we'll do Who Are the NIC? So nice to try and get Napit on as well. Who are Napit? And then I'm sure we we'll see anyone else to do, really. I know,
1: of- know Napit are as it as they like to be called. Nappet. They're keen to, keen to come on. They want to come on and chat with us. So I'm sure they will be doing soon.
0: I had a little, uh, little poke at them oh, So can, Listen, if, you, if, you're, if you're watching my tweets and you're getting upset, don't. Because it's just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun. What
1: have you been doing? I haven't been on Twitter this morning.
0: Our professional electrician put, uh, put uh, new code or something along their lines. I just retweeted it and said, I hope they're going to get some proper electricians to uh, contribute this time. <laughs> oh. Wing, winky, smiley face, angel emoji. You know what I mean? Joke, Brutal. joke. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal.
1: <laughs> there is a few codes in that book that I think lots of people will disagree with. It's just the way it is, isn't it? But overall, I don't think that's a, a bad stab as a base reference point.
0: Do you know what? I I, would have, I, I I fundamentally believe these these books don't help. Oh, no, that's not the right way to put it. They do help, but we don't help ourselves in understanding the intent behind the book. It's not to do your job for you. These jobs mm. are not, these get the best practice guide, code breakers, they are not there to do your job for you. They are there to give you something to think about, you know? And so many times we see, well, code breakers is this, best practices is that okay, that's just, it's ultimately your decision, you know what I mean? So although I've been in the past sort of critical of these sort of guides, in reflection, it's us that ruin it because we don't take it in the intent that it's, it's meant in terms of, it's there to just give you a bit of a, a guide and opinion, but you get away and do do with it as you please, you know?
1: Absolutely. You you see some, I've seen a few videos of people using code breakers to produce three ICR. Like that's, that's not what it's for. That wasn't what they wrote that book for you kind of got a doubt about something, and you're just thinking, I, w- I wonder what, what other people might think to this particular problem I've come across. You can reference that book, have a little look, and then dig further yourself, come to your own conclusions. It's not the Bible of this is that could or, or not that could.
0: No, I agree totally. So apologies, Napit, if I've been overcritical in the past. Not that you care, but um, yeah.
1: I'm sure, they can, I'm sure they can take it. They're involved in a lot of the discussion on social media, to be fair to them. The more involved... Yeah, them, they're good. Than some of the other cps providers i mean i know that nic do their own stuff but they're quite introverted if that's the right word it's all their own output so it's good to come in on to talk with us it's a bit of a feather in your cap there i would say
0: yeah no i'm really honored that they, they come on to talk to us um i think it's gonna be a good one and i think they need to do more things like that and i think speaking with their sort of um pr people they was very of the same opinion, but um, they need to be doing more stuff like that. No, they don't need to, but they should be. You know, I mean? they don't need to be doing it. They they, they should be. And and the, but the, the NRC is so powerful, and not. I don't mean that in a negative, but they're so they're, they're so endemic in the industry that you are going to just get the love hates. You can get the people that love them, and you can get the people that hate them. And the problem is, as with anything, people don't generally comment. Keep up the good work, guys. It's ah, oh, you done this three years ago. Oh, well, you done that? You are rubbish. They're the people with the loudest voice. People don't give positive feedback. It's generally, you know, you know, it's like you do a good job. No one gives you. They just pay your invoice. You know what I mean? But when you do a bad job, they oh, email Mark, Neil. Oh, this is unbelievable. Why have you done this? You turned up late last week. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's just the way of the world. And then I uh, see Napit. They're, they're no different. So I understand why they would be
2: cautious because. You will get people that will just hate, nice. um, but so what? You
0: know what I mean? You got. I think you just got to embrace these, and not not necessarily. The police are going through the same thing at the moment now, aren't they? Where they do is wrong, but you still can't. You can't. You still got to engage. You still got to try and put the positive message out there. Still got to try and deal with the clowns um, that that try and bring you down. Um, to just go silent, I think it's the wrong move.
1: No, they kind of um, they kind of win if they do silence people, don't they? And I get that in in my own small way. When I put stuff out, you'll get the comments come in where people have been a bit over the top in their unkind feedback, I would say. But there's lots of people who silently watch and think, you yeah. know, that was all right. I enjoyed that. And the NIC and other organisations will be exactly the same. There'll be loads of electricians watching what they share, thinking, I was decent. I got something from that. But as you said, they're not feeding that back. Maybe when you just see all the bad stuff, as you've just said, you know, perfectly well, uh, you can put people off and just got to work through it, blast through it, carry on.
2: Yeah, yeah, you've got to. I suppose you've got quite a, maybe they've got come from a position of trying to change up, so the PR people are trying to change other people's more,
0: view of being exposed to that negativity so often. I mean, look at some of the things that JRP have gone through with certain... Are oh, horrendous. People. You know, I mean? you look at them, and these are people. But at some, point, some of them are not even going after I mean, you and me would be a butt of it at all. Not to the extent they have, but, it's, you know I mean? You think you can understand why people would be um, nervous, you know, when people start posting personal details. You think, what is the world coming to You, you know what I mean? It's mental out there. But um, I, I feel like the NRC are really... Doing some good stuff. They're releasing some excellent, doing some good stuff on Facebook in terms of they're doing these these, these technical chats and uh, do lots of stuff when the amendments come out. And they do this question, what was it? Question a week or question a day or whatever it is, it comes out. And I mean, but just you, you can almost guarantee a question will come out, and the, there will be a comment where someone goes, "Well, if that's the type of question you're asking your members, it sums up what you are." And it's like, my God, like it, it, almost without fail. That that comment is going to come up, and you're just like, You're just missing the point. You're missing the point. 15, 15 people uh, or 50 people across the vote, various social media have, have offered an opinion, and they're all about 20%, 25% option A, 30% option B. So it's clearly not that clear cut, is it? So let's just have a chat and have a laugh about it. Just because you know the answer, good for you. Good for you. Why don't you put your comments down? Tell us what your answer is so we can all have a laugh if it's wrong.
1: Exactly. If you if you're thinking it's too easy, then um, you can explain for the NIC exactly how the answer should look. So a lot of people who say that often get it wrong. I found on some of those as well. Yeah. I've looked at some of those easy questions and thought, God, that's obvious. But then you actually start to sit and think about it and understand how other people maybe haven't been in the industry twenty odd years like I have, and you can resonate with that question at this different points exactly- in your career.
0: Not everyone's been in the industry 20 years. Not everyone's sad enough to do a podcast every week. Not everyone's a nuisance enough to sit there and play electrical engineering at home on their own after doing all that work. Not everyone's knobs like us, you know what I mean? But it's... uh...
1: That description on your Twitter handle is brilliant, that you do electrical engineering all
0: day and then go home and play electrical simulator or whatever it is. (laughs) Classic. i I nicked that from um, Elon Musk. I thought it was brilliant when he posted it. (laughs) Brilliant.
1: That uh, is a really good one. And, and, and Twitter is a good place for kind of getting a feel for how a lot of these discussions are going. I've had a few around like battery storage and buyers and DNO notifications and MCS and stuff. So it's a really good platform that I think lots of these CPSs should be more engaged on. But ultimately, they need someone who is technically able in the discussions. Often, it's kind of a social media person. And they're put off and scared away from some of those chats because they don't know the level of knowledge that audience do essentially
0: yeah i think they've made they've made a conscious decision um to step away from that sort of thing of over the past couple of years they're definitely doing more technical content with technical people because i think the industry demands it and respect and respects that more
2: not that it's not
0: respects wrong word but they are i'm not speaking full of this is what i'm just i'm guessing based on what i'm seeing is that they want to be taken more seriously as a technical a place of technical competence you know what I mean not just uh you know know, we want to sell memberships We want to be considered technical excellently technically excellent in, in their field you know what I mean and and I think that's that that's to be applauded but it also comes with the criticism but you know what whatever you do there'll be people to criticize so just roll the punches move on
1: totally And there is a big play in that area of industry with the IET, the JIB, the ECA, NAPIT, the NIC, Electrical Safety First, all these organisations are kind of intertwined, but they're all competing with each other in some way or other as well. So trying to put yourself as the the forefront, if you like, of technical support for electricians, that's a big um, win for an organisation, isn't it? And where the IET have maybe moved away from us, I would say, it's good to see the NIC maybe moving back towards speaking with electricians at a technical level.
0: Yeah, no, I thought I feel like the IT. I'll maybe moving away a little bit. Seems to, it's, that seems to be a very. But are they trying to come back? They, they they spend a lot of time with Efix at the moment. I mean, to me, Efix is the go-to channel, whether you like them or you mm-hmm. don't like it, or you don't or the content or whatever. If you want to find something out of that product, that's the channel I'm going to. I mean, just I just I spoke to Gordon the other day, and um, I did just by coincidence before he called me, I Efix. Thing on about the Schneider AFDDs because I was doing some research on AFDDs from a house and working out which ones are more domestic. I mean, I know the ones I'm going to use railway wise, it's going to be eating on Schneider all day long. Uh, but when it comes to domestic, it's, diff- it's outside my skill set. And I haven't got that sort of information at the tip of my head. We go back to what we were talking about you know what you know, you don't know what you don't know, you know, all about relative in your in your experience about the career you've chosen. And um, <clears throat> you sort of went through it and it was building the Schneider AFDD. Bald and it was there building it. I'm sitting there going, Right, down need that, I need Because one field, one field, if you ever tried to pick something out of Schneider catalog? That's oh, a
1: nightmare. It's about a million absolutely different
0: partners. Rubbish. <laughs> um, Schneider, get your act together. Because because if you're trying, I don't know about, I'll say, I'm not in the domestic sector, but even with the commercial sector, if I go to Eaton Products, there's a main switch, there's a board, and there's a breaker. And there's a few other selections, obviously bits and bobs you can bolt onto it, but their, their catalogue, distribution catalog is very clear. Very, very good. Snyder one, that's like, you haven't got literally, I ain't got a clue what you've got. It's so difficult to navigate and so difficult to choose. And the domestic one wasn't much better either. Uh, don't, and one thing I did notice, I don't think there's a single, and you'll probably correct me here, it's yeah. consumer unit manufacturer that offers a type 1
2: SPD. Just on its own. I think they do type 1 and 2 combined. A few of them. Schneider don't. They're no. not.
0: We don't, we
1: don't install a lot of Schneider domestic gear. I do like the same as you. We use it Hager extensively don't. on commercial.
0: Three-phase stuff. Different. Single-phase. Mm. Uh, consuming Don't use the TT. Don't use a TT. So. Wow. But what I'm thinking I did not of, know ta- that. Type 2 in the board. Um, type 1 from surge protection devices at my little RCD G main switch.
1: Should have gone with Proteus. They do a Type 1 and 2 SPD.
0: What? I haven't bought it yet. So I haven't looked at it.
1: <laughs> they're not cheap, though, but they do do them. Um, it's just
0: I don't want to open a City's electrical account. If I have to go through my supplier, I'm, I'm going to have to pay more.
1: <laughs> Chris Ruddock on Twitter, he shared one the other week. He's used them on TTs with um, the Type 1. Um, yes. This was probably maybe three or four months ago. I've had one as well, so I know for certain... Proteus do make them.
0: Proteus. You've
1: got so many considerations with TT, though, haven't you? You've got to get your your double pole, RCBOs. You've got to get the right SPD. You've got to get the right upfront protection on your tails. And then if you're throwing into the mix some PV and battery storage um, and the potential fault current levels you might have when you've swung over, if you're going to pop some um, MCBs in if you're on a PME supply, the things get, get complicated very quickly.
0: Yeah, well, I've got, a, obviously, overhead supply. Even though it's technically a PME now, not TT, it's overhead. So like the same, the same risk applies in terms of indirect lightning strokes. Oh, they <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I do a type 1, type 2 combined there. Yeah, yeah. No price
2: on it, though. Cities price, from,
1: from cities, it's probably a couple of hundred quid, at least, I would have speculated.
2: I think...
0: Probably the surge protection devices ones are the same. What I was in hindsight, if I've known, and this is where obviously design and planning comes into it, the
1: um, you could get the, you could get a Proteus main switch. Have you seen those main switches with the SPD bolted into them? 160 like a, a REC a, like a Rex switch, the old wireless ones. Proteus make a version of that with an SPD sat next to it, so you could get one of those and stick the type one, two in that and still use your, your crab tree board.
0: Yeah, well, what I was thinking about in hindsight, because I've got this RCD thing coming, I could have asked him to keep this two modules spare in the in, mm. the in the board and I could have just whacked one straight into it. Um, yeah. But I ain't doing that now. But yeah, I could just get, I suppose, the main switch wrong, couldn't I? You
1: could always swap the main switch out and put your RCD in. No, it's, that... got,
2: it's got CT. Oh, has it? No, yeah, it's got CT to make it work
0: correctly. So yeah, it's basically a shunt trip of an MCB.
1: So you're setting your install up based on it being a TT install. I know you are. So we spoke about this offline. <laughs>
0: I'm sure you have talked about on the podcast.
1: Maybe. Maybe. So what, how how come um, you're not happy to just rely on the the PME? Is this just a, a personal choice?
0: Um, good question. So my, my and this is me engineering out loud. Okay, hey, what I'm engineering out loud. So if I make mistakes or make something wrong, I don't care. But this is the way it goes. So. I've got a perfectly good PME earth, which I intend to
2: utilise. If that neutral drops out or the earth drops out, how do I know? Hmm. If I've got a supplementary earth electrode, I mean. Yeah, that's true because it would um,
1: start sending all of the current through that most likely, and you would essentially become the neutral path for your install and perhaps your neighbours as well.
0: Yeah, so so, so I've got no. So I'm not going to call the DNO because everything's hunky dory. From my point of view, as a user, oh, I think it's working fine. So that detected fault could be there for donkeys. Mm. I don't I don't know about it. So I would think if I want to continue to use the PME Earth, which is perfectly good, I'm pretty happy to use that. Although it's 0.29,
2: so it's quite high. Um, <clears throat> voltage of 249 volts as well. Interesting. It's like... Oh, I've got another technical question for you. In a minute, we'll come out later. So, I would have thought good sound engineering would be to install to a TT, knowing
0: that if that earth drops out on the PME, I am then going over to a TT system, and I have the correct fault protection in place for that system. If I don't install the RCBOs, RCDS, and it, and it's only really because domestic is normally. Or everything's RCD anyway. Really not gonna get away with it unless you put everything surface. Um, it's only the upfront RCD that's an additional cost to that to make it com- TT compliant. So I didn't think it was much of a shakes to do it. To be fair,
2: no, it's not, and
1: the costs around installing domestic consumer units have just got extraordinarily expensive due to the AFDD recommendations, recommendations, which is a separate discussion. But I agree with you, if that um, earth is dropping out and you're going to rely on your your TT electrode, then it makes sense to spec the system to work with that. It's What kind of muddies all this, I think, is when the IET are introducing these supplementary earth electrodes, they don't really give a value of impedance for them, do they? Really. They just say to bang it in alongside the PME. Because so I'm the same, same mm-hmm. setup at my house. have got the little earth connections down the garden, and it runs in parallel with the pme and then if we were to go off off grid um just running from our little eps supply we'd disconnect from the pme I don't have to you can leave it connected still but i disconnect it anywhere just in case it could affect the people working out in the in the grid when they're doing their thing so yeah that's how i've set it up expect it based on being a, a tt system worst case scenario uh, with the double pole rcbos and everything else
0: mm. that's the other thing is quite difficult I think- so really, and this is the thing with Schneider. Schneider, I feel like, quite behind the times offering domestic solutions at the moment. I mean, I, couldn't, I don't do a single-module AFDD. Hager don't do a single-module AFDD. Uh, oh, they do, sorry. No, they do do a single-module AFDD. They do now, yeah. Schneider don't do a single-module AFDD. Um, Schneider don't do double-switched-line, double, double switched-neutral switch RCBOs. Hager don't do in one module. Hager don't do them in one module either. So, so there's if you have got TT, there's two suppliers straight out of. I don't even use
2: them. You can, but I don't think you meet the intent of the regulations in terms of selectivity. Um, we had this, so
0: Crabtree offer them that they? single module AFDDs and switch neutral. They do. Wirex same company. Uh, did you say fuse boxes.
1: Fuse boxes are switch neutrals as well, and Proteus single,
0: single module AFDD.
1: They do. Yes
0: and proteus as well
1: yep they do have the single module afdds
0: and they also go above and beyond in terms of bi-directional
1: they are bi-directional a few other manufacturers will actually state that It's i don't really understand
0: an... what that's about can you explain yeah it it's more
1: it's more an issue that. damaging the electronics in the device rather than working in both directions so when you feed current through it in reverse when you're feeding back to the the grid some rcbo's don't like that i think there's been a few failures and then electricians have made the complaint to the supplier about it, and they've been told, oh, no, mate, they don't work in reverse in terms of their reliability. And the other issue with that is it could be damaging it, couldn't it? And you don't realise it's still operating, but then when it's required in the other direction where it's supposed to be working, it doesn't function.
0: So when would a RCBO need to be bidirectional?
1: On your PV um, supply circuit. So if you're outputting energy back through your consumer unit off your inverter... It would essentially be running backwards. It wouldn't be offering any protection to what's going on, but it would be potentially damaged for when it's then supplying the inverter to charge up um, energy into your battery and such.
0: And not battery, yeah, battery storage, is the same, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, same good, same principle because
0: the current can flow both directions. Exactly it can, that. It can. It can. It's flowing one way the traditional method when it's charging, and it's flowing the opposite way when it's discharging. Yeah, and, so and it would not be f- always constantly discharging, wouldn't it? It would. It's not offering
1: it's any. Turn the be upside down, can you? Could do. Manually swear manually change it over.
0: <laughs> it's you didn't want to make money. Have to put the RCDs upside down.
1: <laughs> could do. Could do that. So it's it's a tricky one for installers trying to stay ahead of all that because a lot of the time you just go in your wholesale as an ask for your R don't you? <laughs> it's a rule beyond of thumb,
0: is it? It's the rule of fun. We've done it a hundred times, like, a million times, and we just keep doing it. It's like with the um I know it's kind of my, my, my supervisor, Jamie, absolutely, literally laughed out loud when I was on FaceTime and started rewiring. I was going, oh, yeah, there's some graphs showing off. i finally got it tools out. And he's like, well, I'll bet you've designed that. Yeah. And I just pulled out the A4 bit of paper design. And he was like, are
2: yeah, you sad printer? He's what you
0: But you know what? We've got, as we go, we go to be more insulation-minded now and insulate, insulate, insulate your homes. So, above in my loft, it's 300 mil of insulation going in there, which is sort of seen as the new standard, right? Hmm. In the floor below, probably going to only install 100 mil, right? So, in the, in the void between the, this is even here, ground floor and first floor. But that's 300 mil, right? That then becomes oh, reference method. No, One 100, is it? Somewhere along those lines, yes. No, I want to find out exactly what it is. It is, is reference that to 100, after... yeah. So reference 100 is clipped above, direct above a platelet ceiling with insulation up, up to 100 mil. So it must be 101 then.
2: It's yeah, zero, 101
0: right? is over 100 mil. So we've got this 150 mil and you're into 101 territory. A 4 mil twin and earth, current carrying capacity, reference method 101, over 100 mil, 100 mil no insulation at all, 22 amps.
1: Soon gets it down, doesn't it?
0: 22 amps and if it was reference method 100 which is up to 100 that's 27 amps
1: soon really reducing what you can um carry down these cables by chucking insulation on them
0: so how many people say 32 amp four mil?
1: loads of people you go on the domestic yeah, um, in, yeah same in the past definitely in a in a loft space your standard cable to run around up there most people are still on one mil for their lighting cables If you've got a shower, they might be sticking it on six mil. And as soon as it's buried under a bit of insulation, their capacity drops right off massively. So it's it's knowledge about that, I guess, getting the message out there that it is a big impact. Um, Because as you've said, people are putting insulation between every void now. It's in the floors between um, your ground floor and your first floor, in the loft, in the cavities everything has been insulated so it's really difficult for us as electricians to install cabling systems without them being buried in it
0: mm. well one mil 101 10.5
2: amps obviously this is without any other correction factors but if i just do it flip direct 16 amp technically yeah. i could put that on a balloon sixteen amp breaker one mil good twenty enough
1: Carries more than you think when it's clipped direct and yeah. in free air. It's it's the it's the shower circuits and cooker circuits that are going to do it, isn't it? Your EV circuits. If people are taking a twin and F cable off to an integrated a integrated garage,
0: point. EV socket, right? So ten
2: mil, one oh one, current carrying capacity of thirty six amps. Ten mil mm. because it's going up above through the
0: garage and there's three hundred mil above the garage. So I suppose I could, if you really wanted to be finicky about it, you could lift it up above it, make it clip direct, but...
2: Still has, 10, still, still has to pass through it. Still has to pass through it, doesn't it, it? Yeah, yeah. And it's, still it's probably still,
1: it. with 300 mil deep, it's probably still in it long enough to be derated regardless. So you'd have That's to
2: create... a 10
0: mil for a 30 amps, a, a six, 7 kilowatt, it's unbelievable. A 4 mil, which I was gonna, which was on my head go-to, go-to size, 32 amps. Not big enough for it. 6 mil, 37 amps. 10 mil, 36 amps. So for a 32 amp supply, i got like a whack of 10 mil, which just happens I've got some spare anyway, result. But uh, yeah, just, I, I found, like, when I went through the actual doing, moved, what, what we started this conversation is about the rule of thumb. We actually started looking and designing it properly because it's so easy with electrical RM software to do it, and I enjoy it, to do it. Um, you really do go, bloody hell, I've been doing so many installations wrong. <laughs>
1: It's the selectivity that always gets me when I look at that. And the amount of stuff that overlaps with itself, the old yeah. rule of thumb on that is miss a break of value out, isn't it? If you're stepping yeah, down right. and go to the next one, that doesn't work. It's like
0: it's... it really doesn't work. You know what I mean? And it's when when you're adding to um, existing installations, it becomes a bit of a challenge because what I tend to do, and I'm not sure if you do the same, I, I model the whole installation back to source. and uh, mm. There'll be some assumptions in there, but I'll try and model the complete installation as much as possible and there's always selectivity issues always you just have to just say to the client you have to su- suffer it because the-, the cost to put it all right far away the risk is probably going to be if something trips out you know what I mean
1: yeah I mean typically with domestic you're talking a garage aren't you where they might have a know, B- yeah. b32 in the main board and then down at the garage they've dropped to a b20 and they might have rcds in series as well with that 30 milliamp you're like, yeah, it is, it is an issue with selectivity to the regs, but is it that much of an inconvenience and problem that's worth spending the money to put right? It's one of those, isn't it?
0: It's just not, though, is it? Yeah, if your garage trips off, it's going to take out all your garage, isn't it? Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, okay, never mind. Or <laughs> we could spend 700 quid changing everything and making it all compliant. Nah, so right, I'll just turn on the breaker for the garage trips once in the blue moon, do you know what I? Mean? That's it's it. Just, it's reality, isn't it? It is. is. And going
1: back to you talking about the the Neutral and Earth dropping out, have you seen that new product from Matty that they're pitching to solve that issue? It kind of monitors um, your PME supply. So I don't think it's so much like the open product we use on EV. It's like a safety monitoring device that can alert if the Neutral and Earth is dropped out on your install. Mm,
0: Hmm. I've not seen
1: that. I saw it on on LinkedIn um, the other day. They've got quite a few new products coming out. What's it called? LinkedIn. I don't know what it's called. I can see it in my mind's LinkedIn. eye. But I can't think what it's called. It's on LinkedIn, um, Richard LinkedIn. Win, Richard Winter, who shared the post. Have they
0: got a um, website?
1: I think they have. They've got a new EV charger out as well, to be fair to them. They've got a load oh, of products yeah. coming. But I think this this new product is primarily aimed at monitoring for pen faults, essentially. Whether it disconnects, if it's detected or not, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into the finer details. But we spoke about that on a podcast maybe a year or two ago now where if it would be a thing to monitor for pent faults on an installation as a whole and start isolating the power if it comes in and the dangers of doing that because you turn turning lighting off, essentially. Someone could be on the stairs, in the shower, all the rest of that good stuff. Um, yeah. I, think, I think monitoring and alerting people to it, I think that's that's valuable, that's useful. And you can make a decision to get the DNO out and to fix it if it's an ongoing problem.
0: It's a funny one, this this open, because it's not, it's not going anywhere. But as an industry, we've learned to accept it now. And it's, I think it's just unacceptable that we are having to put, in, put ask the consumer to put, we've covered it before, but ask the consumer to put devices in their installation to protect against external things that ain't right. It's just unbelievable. You know, they put a PME. I never asked them for a PME. I asked them for a service alteration to move it from that
2: room into that room. And they put a PME for me. I'm like, oh, well, I don't really want a PME. <laughs> i'm happy to have one now it's there but like most of the stuff uh, battery storage island mode
0: vehicle charging i don't want it i don't want that side of things you know i mean uh,
1: no especially like, when you, you when can
0: you bury it days, I, don't, I don't need to worry about it anymore no
1: that's it and if, you, if you're using something like those those earth discs you can get a reasonable value for your own TT system, anyway, can't you? You can mm-hmm. get down into the the single digit Ems relatively quickly with products such as that.
2: Mm. it's a funny old one, isn't
1: it? Yeah, so it's the same with AFDDs as well. I think they've been kind of introduced them and, and pushed on consumers to mm-hmm. uh, um cover off white goods. We have a real problem with the quality of white goods in this country. That again, chatting on on Twitter about battery safety and batteries bursting into flames, which is a whole other discussion. But when you actually look at the fire stats that are created through white goods, it's horrific. It's awful. um yeah. And the quick fix solution yeah. is consumers need to get AFDDs in the boards, and we're having them specified in our regulations as recommendations. So it's um it's a never ending cycle of people spending money to fix something that's been caused somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I have just got them. If you didn't go on Twitter today, I just got the quote through today for my Crabtree board.
1: Let me guess. Uh, up up towards two and a half, maybe grandish. It's
0: just over two grand.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah
0: just over two grand. You've got just, a good uh,
1: wholesaler then, because I would have thought it'd be more than that. That's that's good.
0: Yeah, they, they are great. I'm going to give them a shout. Medlock's absolutely cracking wholesaler. Medlock's in Croydon. Absolutely brilliant. Um, So what we've got here. So... Consumer unit 140 quid. which is a 37 way consumer unit. Well, that's quite a good price. SPD 54 quid. And AFDDs 116 pounds 46p each.
1: That's good for Crabtree. It's a good
0: price. So I thought that was so shelf price is 211 quid. And I've got a 45% discount on that. And I've got
2: five, six, seven, 14 AFDD. That's depressing. So, what
0: you're what are you, you
1: actually protecting with your AFDDs? Because uh, we're not really putting them on lighting, are we? So, what are you no. covering off?
0: So, I have uh, given this some thought. So, I have
2: I put on the solar edge inverter, 10 kilowatt inverter. i sort of in two minds about that. I'm not sure if, and this would be like a question for
0: if any arcs on the DC side of things would make it be detected by the AFDD. If it Sounds like a fun
1: experiment. <laughs>
0: not my ass. <laughs> I wonder, that's a good question. That is a cracking question, actually. Because if it doesn't, if it cannot see that, then there's no point having the AFDD, in my opinion, because the inverter will probably cut off before. Or is the inverter likely to catch fire? I don't know. Likely? Probably not. Possible? Yes. Is it likely my white goods can catch fire? No. Possible yes. You know what I mean? We have the same sort of thing. So I'll put, uh, I'll put one on that one. Um, induction hob.
2: Makes sense. EV, SE. Makes sense. Yeah. Hot tub. Definitely. AC units. I would say so. That's a reasonable draw there, isn't there? Yeah. Uh,
0: I've got all my, all my sockets on them, as you'd expect air source heat pump.
1: Yeah, definitely again
0: on for a long period of time as well. Yep. Um, this is going to make me sound like a right div now. <laughs> <laughs> My steamer <laughs> for the showers, for the uh, steam room. That is, that's on a 20 amp.
1: Just get into the sauna and jacuzzi next.
0: No, I got one there, but a steamer. They're, they're quite a good idea to it, actually not even that expensive. Uh, so that's obviously quite a high and that's going to be in the loft space. It's probably not be maintained very often because it's in the loft space. So yeah, then sort of things. I, I, listen, guys, I know I'm over engineering this. I know, but I don't care. This is my hobby as well as my job. I know I'm over engineering it, so I'm not preaching saying this is what this is what you should be doing. You know what I mean, um, oh, another twist as <laughs> well. Electric gate supply. So I think oh, about this the,
1: is motor. the just in front of the mertz. <laughs> yeah, I think about,
0: yeah, I think about the motor, uh, the motor, and the electric gates on that one. But again, it's outside. Is it really needed? You know what? I'm probably gonna do away with that one.
1: It's a good point. And the gates go up on flames. Just get some new ones.
0: Well, expensive gates that's to be fair, but
1: <laughs> it's it's like worst case scenario planning, isn't it? I think it makes sense to put AFDDs on stuff that are at reasonable risk of catching fire. So all the high power stuff, your aircon units, your heat pump, your EVSE makes a
0: lot but of what, sense. I'm just thinking about it. But what are we actually... It's funny because we're doing a podcast and we're not talking about anything we're going to talk about, but fuck it. We're doing, <laughs> we're we're doing one, so yeah, we'll do another one. We'll, we'll do another one. But it's it's electric gate supply. So what is the intent of the AFD? Then? It's really to protect people, isn't it? Not really to protect equipment, except people and property. So there's no people... If electric gates go, the electric gates go. Who cares? So I'm going to actually remove that and save myself £119. Um, another set of sockets there. This one I was weighing up, one, but I ended up removing it. The um, mechanical ventilation heat recovery. Think about fans. Fans burn out. They get they do. some crap. But it's up in the loft. But then I was just thinking, probably overdoing it a bit there. I don't think the load is A lot going of to the be... fire
1: investigations I go to are generally fans that have burnt out. But again, it depends on the current flow for them, if they would even see it. That's the thing mm. with the AFD technology is it roughly have a, a couple of amps. But then at, speaking to the to the people at Proteus, when I went down to see them with yourself, they said they will actually work down to a low current with certain arcs because there's different types of arcs, isn't there? The series and parallel ones. Yeah. I get confused with what all of that means, to be honest. Um, but I think some of them will work at low current flows still.
0: Well, series one would be the same cable arcing across to each other. And the parallel yeah. would be like arching, arching across two different cables, wouldn't it? Um but yeah, I mean, I mean but this, is, but that's the, that's the cables. But obviously, most of the... I mean, the cable... The, the only time I'd be worried about that was on a socket circuit. This other fixed appliance stuff, I'm more thinking about... And this is the thing I don't... Will it actually see anything on a, on a device? Like mm. this. If an air conditioning unit starts to play up... Actually, I know the answer to this because this, my dishwasher's done it. It's no different. There's an appliance in it.
1: Yeah, you'd think any kind of electronics that are still powered directly through the AC system, it would, it would see it. I would, I would have speculated. Mm-hmm. The only one like you identified would be your inverter because they're going through isolating transformers and stuff. I expect inside them. So whether that would still play true, and obviously you get quite a big arc when you swing those DC isolators over. That's why they're different to the AC isolators. There is a lot of arcing within that when it happens. So you don't want somebody opening a string up. It, pinging off the power on your AFDD, but if your MC4 connector is melting on your roof, it might be quite handy if it if it yeah. did. I can't I can't see that it would see that. To be fair,
0: no, I we'll can't see it would we'll see. It would be the AC side of things. It will probably be looking at. So I'm probably going to remove that one as well, and remove the gate supply. And do I add the? I'm not going to put one of on the So I've just save myself 240 quid for this podcast. Who needs sponsorship?
1: Yeah, well, you might have to spend some. Have you seen those Viridian MC4 cover caps they've got now to encase the connections? Yeah, I
0: think they're a brilliant idea. I thought they are a
1: fantastic idea, idea, but they're about 30 quid each from what I've seen, so it adds to the cost, but money well spent, especially with an in-roof system like yours, because you don't really have the the fire barrier of the tiles, do you, between the connections and your house? So it makes a lot of sense in that application.
0: Well, Well, part of the works here is to install all new ceilings, so all the ceilings here are going to be fireproofed. Uh, not there need to be, but trying to go a little bit above and beyond of what's required. Like the garage certainly has been fireboarded. Um, that's where we, that's all the electrical equipment's going to be in there, battery storage, uh, solar inverter. I just think that is just, why would you not? You know what I mean? The labour's the labors are the, amount, the, labors are the same. Probably a little bit more because they're heavier boards, and the boards are about, I don't know, seven, eight quid more each one. So it's so a no-brainer as far as so I'm concerned. Um, Going to go and pick up a fireproof, fireproof loft hatch. Um, All of them as well. Um, For the garage area. Um, And obviously, all the ceilings as well. And and, in terms of the upper floor, again, you start putting solar on on your roof. And I'm very mindful. And I think you're you're a little bit ahead of me on this. Start start to wonder, am I being paranoid about this stuff? (laughs) What is the, you know, you sit there and you're going, am I sounding like a nutter? You know what I mean? Doing all this stuff. But, not, I'm not doing it specially for the solar. I'm doing it because I'm doing the refurbs. I'm doing the ceilings anyway. It's a little bit extra to put fireproof balls up. You know what I mean? Like smoke detectors. We're putting smoke detectors in every room. Not just the circulation areas, but every room. Probably overkill. You know what I mean? But I'm like, well, the boys' room's going to be full of electronics. And we've, we've all heard the stories of chargers going up next to beds and things like that. We've all heard that, you know? And I'm just thinking, if, if I'm doing it now, why not? But then you look at the bill. <laughs> you know, you think, I'm spending 700 quid on smoke detectors. Do I need to spend it? You know what I mean? But then you go, well, you need it if one of them goes off and saves everyone's life. Then you're like, that's best 700 quid I've spent. I start, I start to wonder if I'm being overly cautious, overly paranoid with this, with this decision-making.
1: I've had that with the the solar installs we're doing new stuff and you you kind of start catastrophizing I think it's a natural chain of thought that this stuff this stuff sets on fire all the time it's going to explode someone's going to die and when you actually delve into it and look into it the probability of that is very very small so I think it's that that risk line that you've said so well before and where you sit on that and it sounds like with your renovation that you're doing you're going quite Close to being as much risk averse as you possibly can with a fire boarding, but that makes total sense. If it's your home, you're going to live there forever. If you can contain a fire and put it out before it's totally gutted your entire home, mm. I see a lot of that with the fire investigations I go to. Again, like whole homes taken out because they're so poorly constructed and resistant to fire spread. It's it's ridiculous. Um, a little fan going off in the loft taking someone's entire home out with it. Those kind of things yeah. shouldn't really be happening. So but if you can engineer, engineer in some protection with basics like fireball, then, then get it in there.
0: Yeah, and it's like we're not going everywhere, but it's just like oh, we've got brick concrete blocks everywhere, so all the internal walls are kicked If we just put a little bit extra money in terms of putting fireball up, then I'm, I'm probably not going to... I'm not. I'm not going to fire stop penetrations. I'm not going to go to that degree. That I think then we gonna out to a, a, bit, a bit silly. Not silly, it's but a bit
2: bit anal, bit too far. Um, but then we could almost a uh, fire in any room fitting fire doors as well would pro-
0: probably be contained within the room. But it's certainly until the fire grade turn up to deal with it. To me that's that's a brilliant. And I'm gonna I'm gonna board anyway. So why not spend an extra five pound on a board and make it a fireproof board.
1: That's it. We might as well. In, in, in a commercial renovation, you would have to do that. That's what I find very strange, that the regulation on a domestic setting is, is the half-hour ceiling rating or whatever it is, which is just standard plasterboard. But you go into a, a commercial space, and it's all fireboard everywhere. I and think let's not needs forget, to...
0: that's, that's half an hour installed perfectly to manufacturers' recommendations.
1: Yeah, and you see plasterboards
0: are ever installed properly.
1: You know, in a workplace, there's generally people working around, observing stuff. There's generally good fire detection systems in place. And it is all about safely getting people out in those worst circumstances. But at home, people are in bed, they're asleep. Um, You know, these things can go unnoticed and build into problems that are catastrophic. And the other Mm -hmm. fire statistic I find really scary is that in, um, I think it's any fire with a smoke alarm present in 30% of cases, it does not work. And that can be due to a battery that's not working, or it's, it's out of date, or it can be that somebody's actually damaged it to stop it beeping. I think that's staggering. Um, yeah, these things save lives. We need to.
0: Of it. Don't tell me you've not taken a smoke to down at home because it's totally. beeping. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: that's so annoying.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's it's so dumb as well because if, if you didn't need it, you know, it's the worst, like you said the worst time isn't it when it's going to be useful otherwise it just sits there essentially doing nothing apart from annoying you when it beeps at you because you've bent some toast or the battery's going flat
0: yeah
1: so it's one it's of those like
0: ways yeah i agree you find crap, the crap crap beepy ones they're always in the rentals it's like why are you you're you're renting your property out for an income you want to protect your income you've got people living there that you don't know you don't know how they're going to treat it why would you not try and install the best possible system that you can? I just literally cannot get my head around that decision-making. Why would you do that?
1: You wouldn't, would you? And the, they, do, nest, they do, they all the time. They do. Those nest smoke alarms will tell you if someone's fiddled with them. They'll tell you if they're not working, they report back, they self-test. If there's an actual detection of smoke, it verbalises that as well. It's not just an alarm. And and that's, that. in my house, the smoke alarms go off. My kids pay no attention to it. They carry on as normal the Nest smoke alarm starts talking and they come running through the house terrified. It's like (laughs) that thing on the ceiling shouting at me again.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go for Nestle. That's the only, I'll be honest, I've I've fallen out of love a little bit with smart products that aren't really that smart and they are for the sort of products that just bolt on. So Google Nest doorbell, absolute tosh, absolute rubbish. Right. By the time you've actually got your phone to connect to it, the geezer's like halfway down. He's done about 15 other package <laughs> deliveries. You know what I mean? It's like, it is absolute tosh. Um, what else was there that I've had? I've tried to get well. There's a few things I've had that's gone absolute rubbish. But, that's what, but the Nest smokes fantastic. I don't think they do it anymore, but you used to be able to get them to talk. If you had Hugh as well, you can get them to talk to Hugh. So that if the alarm went off, if you had someone who was visually, um, sorry, sound impaired, they could flash the lights different colors. Oh, wow. So the smoke alarm would go off and then flash your lights red, for example. Oh, what a brilliant system that is. You know what I mean? So help if you've got like an old relative who's a bit iffy with the sound, you know what I mean? Or the heating or, or, or hearing and liable to leave the heating on or the gas boilers leaking and CO2 needs to get, the alarm needs to go off. I thought that's a cracking little um, little, little thing to happen. But I think Lutron do the same, actually. I think they do stuff like that. Just just talk, talks to the hue lights and flashlights in different like colours. and It's yeah. the API, isn't it? I
1: know that the, the Nest stuff talks to if this, then that, or whatever, So I've linked that up with yep. the Shelly stuff around my battery. So if there's moisture or a rising temperature detected near it, it starts setting off the smoke alarms as well. So it's a nice way to integrate different products. But again, it's all relying on the internet working, so it's not foolproof. But it's good to know that it's there. Um, yeah,
0: that's the other thing. Google Nest cameras, absolute rubbish.
1: Oh, we've had awful trouble with those being installed. Those Wi-Fi cameras are a nightmare at the best of times. It's all terrible. of them, all of them are a pony.
0: They <laughs> are absolutely rubbish. Like I've never experienced anything so bad. And I had a lot of them at start, So I sort of bought a job lot. So I was like going to put them around the house, put them around my other house in Portugal, and all that sort of stuff. And I'd say half of them failed after about two years. Complete crap went pink. Um, barely ever get communication with them. They're just absolute tosh. So it's either hardwired or nothing in the new place because they are just absolute crap.
1: And they're not cheap either, are they? They're like a couple of no. hundred quid each. But the time you've wired in a CCTV system, Hickvision or whatever, it's probably going to cost you less anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. And again, now's the time for me to do it. So I'm chucking just, this afternoon's job is networking network cables. I've got a load more cat sixes to throw around in the loft. Um, yeah, so that's that's cut sort of wireless access points. I'm going to put in. I'm going to try and try this out as well. So what you can get, um, power over Ethernet for iPads. So I've got a power over the Ethernet switch just just below. I don't think you can see it. It's just there basically. No, it's no. not. It's there. Um, so we're going to. I'm going to try and. I'm going to put sort of on the wall iPads in certain areas. There's a lot most stuff now works with an app. So. I'm gonna try putting them on the wall, like it looks, make it look very posh. But. Oh, very nice. So yeah, I'll try that. What else have I got? Well, so, CCTV on the soffits. Soffits for asbestos. Got to get them taken down first. Um, and then a couple of wireless access points, and then just Cat six cables to know where I need them. TV Sky Sky. No, actually, Sky's going. going we'll cancel Sky. i never used Sky. No. I hardly ever use really Sky. Expensive. It's so expensive. It's, I saw the bill the other day. I'd
1: not checked for months. It's, like, gone up about 20%.
0: Yeah, we can't cancel till September, but I'm just cancelling it. We, you know, i just not bothering. Um, but, yeah, TVs, Alex's, like, PS5. We had to get them hard connections sorted. Um, ah, so batteries. Batteries. Most batteries take um, rj 45 don't they? Yes. So I'll take a few of them out there. Solar Edge inverters.
1: Yeah, you'll want, you'll want some... I mean, they do have the Wi-Fi modules and reasonable connection, but you can't beat having the wired connection. Conc-
0: concrete, concrete walls.
1: Yeah, it reacts faster I struggle to get Wi-Fi
0: well. outside of the house. So yeah, really struggle.
1: Yeah, you want to go for the wired option then, definitely.
0: Put this way, my car, my Tesla car, can't connect to my access point from outside.
1: That must be annoying when you want to warm it up in winter.
0: Yeah, that is very annoying. it's it's also the downloads and updates and crap like that but pain the ass yeah so almost there what else have i got to do have you
1: got your mcs sorted yet for your heat pump and all that like have you got uh, this is this is going to be
0: the install the the showing of the install so i put in the g99 application with ssen scottish and southern energy networks and yeah not anything in the last month it's funny because solace you had him on your Yes, podcast. Gavin. He put a tweet this morning. Yeah, he only ran a corner for me. Next town along, next village along. He lives in Caution. I live in Beemaker. Um, he said this morning he put two applications into Western Power yesterday. Been approved today. Scottish and Southern Energy put in four weeks ago. Not a dick of since.
1: It shouldn't be like that, should it? I mean, a Northern Power Breed appear about a week, almost two hours. Good. That's good days. That you can work with that. Yeah, um, but taking months. I mean. It's Not good for consumers or installers, is it? It's pretty bad no, it's for
0: it. absolutely rubbish. So, I'm just checking now to make sure I've not got the updates. But,
1: have you got an installer sorted though? Because you were having trouble with that too, wasn't you? Have you managed to what part get some part? getting the you mean I for your heat pump?
0: Oh, Sorry. yeah, I've just actually phoned it, David. I was,
2: like, <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. That's a funny story. That is, it's so. I gave someone a call
0: and they, they come around, they've done a, a very, very competent person, come around, done a heat loss calculation. It cost me 300 quid for the privilege. So I'm happy to pay. Don't expect these things done for free. Um, they've done all that. I had to wait ages for it, I've got to say. Like I had to chase him, chase him, and chase him, and chase him for this thing. Uh, which sort of pisses me off because like, I, mean, I paid for it. <laughs> now, now, now you've got to keep your end of the bargain to give me what I paid for. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it turns out that's State, He quoted me twenty seven thousand pounds to install a heat pump, take everything out, um, underfloor heating only downstairs, not upstairs, because he hadn't worked out a solution for upstairs yet. So twenty seven grand, five less five grand bus grant, twenty two grand, right? So I've already. Because he was taking... This wasn't because he was quote Because he was taking so long, I'd already started calling around other people because he was... I was got warning signs. This guy's going to be a nightmare. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's taking too long just to send me some paperwork. Um, literally, I think about six weeks it took him to send it to me. Um, so I, I started getting jittery. Saying, oh, this, I can't have this all the way through. Like, I literally... Because their work... Dictates that so much other work's doing been done. I can't decorate. Can't put the ceilings up. Can't put the uh, new flooring down until that's done. Right. I've got another quote uh, estimate come through for a, a slightly bigger heat pump. So they got the first guy said I can get away with a seven kilowatt. This guy said probably want to do a ten. um I'm not qualified to say who's right or wrong. I'm just saying <laughs> this, this is what they've said. Right. So <clears throat> it's not the rate. It's not the um, just for the viewers. This is uh, listeners. This is not a rating of Heat output is not like a ten kilowatt heater. Um, it gives out ten kilowatts of of units of heating, but you may only put two kilowatts into that, something like that. Um, so, yeah. So, so we've got less to Come back, which was for underfloor heating upstairs and downstairs, and a
2: ten kilowatt, 10 kilowatt heat pump. Fourteen grand. Wow, so that's before, substantially less <laughs> before bus grant. Yeah. Wow. Nine grand. 22 or nine. That's First geezer. Difference. Not even MCS credited.
0: He has to. So, and this wasn't told to me. But I, all of a sudden, yesterday it said
2: to include, I won't name it, it is to include XXX markup for the MCS application. So, who are these, why, why? why are you not? Doing hang, hang on a minute. That,
1: that's the first one. It was twenty-seven thousand. They're not MCS.
0: They're not even MCS.
1: And someone else is signing off. They're installed for them. Is that? Am I understanding that right?
0: Exactly. So they're going to someone else. They're part of a umbrella scheme. They like to call it, where the principal contractor is sort of subbing out to all these other people. One of them being the person I've contacted. But I've not contacted the principal. I've gone straight to this, but I don't know if he's there involved. I've gone straight to this guy and said, can you do this? Yeah, you can. It says it on your website, you do it. On social media, you're doing it. Lovely. And then he's subbing off the compliance side for the bus crime. So mm. any issues I've got from an MCS perspective, I can't go to the guy that I've been communicating. I can't go to the guy I'm engaged with. I've got to go to this, who I've never even met. I'm sorry, that stinks.
1: Sounds naughty. I mean, just knowing what I know about solar, that, that shouldn't work like that. The person doing <coughs> the design, install, and MCS submission and everything, and the consumer protection has to generally be this, the same organization and person, as far as I understand.
2: I've got
0: no issue with going to the principal. Okay, that's what we've thought. They go, we've got a great sub in your area,
2: because I've then negotiated with the principal, but I've not spoke to you, mate. Why are you now giving me the insurance? I supposed to I don't know who you are. Mm. Very, very stinks. If
0: you ask me, I think it is stinks. Um, so I'm sort of, and the, and the second guy I've gone to does it all. He that that company is MCS accredited.
2: That's what you, you want, know?
0: and that, that's I mean, all I that. want. You know, that's what I want. You know, and the fact that it wasn't told me like this up front, that sort of thing, and also I'm, I'm against it, but I should that's, that should have been first discussion. Yeah, I can get the five grand. We've got to do it this way, though. Yeah, I have to act as a subcontractor for this company. You have it to do that. Yeah, all right, mate, no worries. Be up front. The fact I find that now, I' fine. That's a bit it's weird. That's that's iffy. And I'm sure that's not the intent of what MCS no. are trying to achieve here and REC and the likes with their consumer code. That, to me, is underhand and shouldn't be accepted.
1: Exactly. Your contract is with that person who, oh, and who you're paying. That's who your contract's with, essentially, isn't it? And if that's not the same person as putting it through REC and hitch, IES and MCS, I don't know how you get consumer protection in those circumstances, to be honest. It's almost like it's been set up that way to avoid you having the consumer protection. It's
0: very um, weird. It don- doesn't sound right. I, no, it doesn't sound right. And I, I have no doubt that if I would have gone to the principal, they would have sorted it. I'm pretty mm. sure they would have. But it still, I don't know who you are. And they've sort of, they've been discussing it with me, the, the, the principle has been sort of, well, you think we should do it for free? I was like, I don't think we should do it for free. But I don't know who you are. And I certainly had not instruct you to do anything. So why are you involved? That's how I feel about it. Why are you even involved? What nothing to do you. You know what I mean? But it would have turned out, what I found out is that they would have issued me the quote. The official quote would have come from them. Like, this is not the company I've spoken to. Do. What are you? Very, very, very weird. It's almost like they're, it, it's ve- very weird, and I'm sure it's not the intent of what the umbrella scheme is. The umbrella scheme is there for legit but bona fide subcontractors. When the principal contractor has been engaged to a job, they can't, and, and they've subcontracted out to someone else, but the, the, the contract is under their control. The contract is yeah. not under your their control. And it's, I'm dealing with this other person. contract has got nothing to do with them.
1: That sounds wrong. If I was if I'm installing solar and I'm subcontracting someone to come and fit your system for you who's been paid by me, your contracts with me, that, that's that's fine. But if I'm helping an electrician in your area who i know nothing about, the part of some community I've got or whatever, and it's like, oh, it's okay, Neil, they'll come and install it for you. Just pay them and I'll put the MCS through at the end. That oh. that isn't right.
0: No. No, it's not right. But that's a bit um so I've saved myself a load of money, and then you get the old sayers on oh well, pay shit So like, well, you don't know this other company. You got no, you've got no right to say that. Okay. I could have been getting ripped off on the first one. You can't so alt- automatically go high price must mean the best quality. Absolute nonsense. Okay. Absolute utter nonsense. Um I'm sure I'm not being ripped off on the first one because I, I think these two guy's are just very, very busy. Um it was but he couldn't have come around until September anyway. So it's clearly very busy, and um, when you're when you're busy, your prices go up, and that's absolutely fine. So it wasn't for me. Um, this other, well, they do mostly uh, commercial, which is all it's all weekends. So they fill in domestic during the week. That's how they do it. So their diary is a lot more free after a week time working. Um, but yeah, so I thought it was a big difference in prices. I mean, huge difference in prices. It's unbelievable difference in price.
1: Is is. I'd say get a third quote, but knowing on what you've said already, that's not very easy, so you, you wouldn't no, probably not. get one.
0: Oh, but I've got two other irons in a fire, and they not even come back. It's literally not pulling teeth.
1: It's mad, isn't it? It sounds like the Wild West with uh, heat pump installations.
0: I wouldn't say it's the Wild West. It sounds like people... I've definitely got the skills in the industry. And the thing is, right, I'm sorry, plumbers. It ain't rocket science what you do, boys. It ain't rocket science and girls. <laughs> That's just you Neil know I mean?
1: half a Twitter ear. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's nothing compared to what the loops we have to jump through. Let's have it right. It is nothing compared to what we have to jump through uh, and the updates and the constant changes of regulations and safety features and all this sort of stuff. You've got nothing on us. Yes, you get paid handsomely for it, all, all the power to you for doing it. But it ain't that difficult. Once you've learned it, you've learned them all. Go out and yeah, you know I mean, I'm sorry, it just ain't that hard. If I was a plumber, uh, what's what's going to be a heat pump update course? A week, you're a qualified plumber anyway. Week, qualified, done that. What's next? Put me on hydrogen. I'll do hydrogen next week. No worries. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's uh, literally
1: going to be every plumber who listens to this show in arms right now. No,
0: electricians don't even listen to it. I don't think the plumbers are ever going to bother. Uh, no, I think
1: one of one or two of them do. One or two of them do. It's You're right. True, I yeah. think the heat pump side of things for them is, you know, it's where does that even sit because it involves electrical work and the the plumbing side, doesn't it? So I wonder if there'll be a it's only
0: supply, there, in it. House supply.
1: I wonder if there'll be a new, I don't know, apprenticeship standard who comes around all this stuff like renewable tech installers. Well, yeah, I see off whatever. heat
0: pump courses. Mm. Yeah, so there's a few of them out there. I don't think it's right. I think I think I feel like the same as electrical courses. You shouldn't be able to do a bolt on unless you're fundamentally qualified in that the underpinning knowledge that that's that you know you should be doing an EV course unless you're an electrician. I even go to fire, so I'm fire I could trigger the fire alarms Shouldn't be doing fire alarm courses unless you're electrician.
2: Yeah. You know, no, I, I, the I, amount
0: I, I, of fire alarm people I see get crumble over earth. Oh my god, it's an earth ball. Well, get your tester out and start testing then. <laughs> <laughs> To get the me. vault
1: pen out and start waving it around. Yeah, like,
0: we does testing an earth fault become an issue? It's like bread and butter for us. They just crumble on it, under it. You should be able to do these things. that's got a fundamental qualification in the, in the area you're working. I really do believe that.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I get that, and I think that should be part of what the training is. I'm just wondering if there'll be some new apprenticeships that that build as as the world is changing. There's this, this renewable. Installers and companies that are springing up where they will do solar PV, heat pumps, and yeah, you can have the designated people who are qualified in certain areas like electricians and plumbers. But I wonder if there'll be something along the line of a, a heat pump apprenticeship. Maybe that's too much of a narrow field to teach something over two or three years. I don't know. Well,
0: well all the heat pump is it's just the heat. It's just the, the the thing that's creating the heat, the energy, isn't it? It's not different from a boiler, but you still have to mm. have that under, a fundamental knowledge of the pipes, systems, radiators, heat emitters our uh, hot water systems and cylinders work whether you take a boiler off and, I know you un, if, if there is any, but I know it's not just taking the boiler off and putting a heat pump on I know that but <laughs> you're just changing the numbers On not you the calculations are all the same just the numbers have got to change a room's a room a heat is a heat meter. whereas underfloor heating is a bigger heat emitter but it's just the numbers the calculation is still the same still have to calculate heat loss for a boiler still have to calculate heat loss for a heat pump the numbers are just changing I think the mm. thing is from what I've what I've watched and read is that over the years people just oversized boilers so much so. Um it's just become just whack this boiler, whack this boiler, it'll work, it'll work, it'll work. And there's no that people have maybe lost that ability to do the calculations now because it's never been needed. And the heat pumps brought that very much to the to the to the to the forefront because now people want the most efficient heating possible because they are going to be expensive to run. Um so people want that efficiency to try and bring that cost down as much as possible. You don't want to be going to chuck in a 14 kilowatt heat pump when a 7 kilowatt will work. And all of a sudden, your electricity bill's gone from £10 a day to 30 quid a day. Then you're going to be spitting feathers aren't you. You know what I mean?
1: That makes sense when you think of it like that. If you're just chucking out a 30 kilowatt gas boiler in because you know it works on most firms and the material cost difference is under 200 quid, whatever, it becomes a rule by thumb for plumbing, I guess, doesn't it? And now it's been And you can just turn the down,
0: can't you? Just turn it all the yeah. way down. So it's fine. Whereas you don't really have that luxury of a heat pump. It's just let's still gonna be putting that twenty amps or thirty amps if you go to a bigger one, still gonna want that draw. You know what I mean?
1: So it's interesting. I've seen you um, released the last one on Twitter. Has that gone reasonably well on there? I've just been glancing through Twitter with you saying you've been chatting away on there today. Well, so much, you much, that out.
0: much, much better than I look earlier, than any... Um...
1: So I found out with some on, of the videos. I, I thought... So it's I thought 1,000 video... views on that. 1,000 of
0: views. it really? Views. Yeah, wow. this is a Which, if I look at Anchor, they probably about 100. I think Twitter's really
1: pushing video because I've I've shared some of my stuff and thought no one's going to be interested in that on Twitter but it's ended up doing really well so maybe this is all part of Elon Musk's plan he wants it more of a central 82 downloads
0: on Spotify and 1,042 views on Twitter
1: makes sense to put it on there, you found the audience mate
0: (laughs) yeah and also I'm hoping to, it may well be that that Spotify drops right off but I'll still put it on there um, For people like driving and stuff like that, but um it may well be that I think what I miss on Twitter on Spotify is the is the discussions, the debate, and the the Twitter is just full of that. So why not put a podcast that creates debate on the on the best debating platform out there for electricians? Without doubt, without doubt.
1: Yep, it seems to be the way where Elon Musk's taking Twitter, isn't it? It's like a central point of content rather than just a social media platform. So. Mm. Crack on. And we've got another one to record later tonight without spoiling it for anyone by saying who it is. You've got that to look forward to as well.
0: I think I've already said it earlier in the podcast.
1: Oh, okay. Neil's already ruined it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Rick next week. So, uh, on that note, we call it a day?
1: Yeah, we've gone on quite enough for this one, I think, mate, haven't we?
0: Yeah, what's time to do? I think I'll
2: do some work. Yeah, so I'll see you later on, mate. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.